Generation Church, based in the beautiful Rex Theater in the heart of downtown Pensacola, Florida. Our hope is that today's teaching will encourage and equip you to be firm in faith, to fulfill the call of God in your life, and to finish well. Grab your Bible, open up your notes app, and let's dive in. During worship, I felt like I had a word. I don't know if it's for a particular person here, but it was real clear. And it was, you know, Psalms 46 says, be still and know that I am God. And when that was written, it was actually written in a time of war. We go through things in this life and we feel like we're in war. We feel like we're just fighting a battle. And the Holy Spirit says, be still and know that I'm God. I think so many times we try to muster up I got to muster up my faith. I have to muster up to believe. I have to, you know, I got to, I got to do my, you know, it's a striving. What the Holy Spirit's saying is, be still. Just be still and know that I'm God and just allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Another verse that I thought of, when I thought of that, I, I thought of Matthew 11. And it says, Jesus said, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest in your souls. There's a, a beauty, a rest, a humility, a stillness that we live by as believers. The scripture that, the passage of scripture that I want to read this morning comes from Acts 10, and I'm not exactly sure why I was led to that this morning. But I'm going to ask you to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Because there's so many good things in this chapter, but we have the Holy Spirit to speak to us for where we're at. And in this, in this uh, section of Scripture that I'll read, I mean, it talks about divine encounters. It talks about prayer. It talks about being missional. It talks about being sensitive to the Holy Spirit and fearing God and keeping His commandments and being good and upright. There's all these things, but what I want you to do as you listen to me read is I want you to let the Holy Spirit speak to you, what he's trying to say. To bring this into context, Peter, he ends up in this, um, in this little village called Leda. So he's just hanging out there, and um, there's this believer uh, named Tabitha, who lives in Joppa. Now, Joppa and Leda are only about 10 miles apart, so it's about a four or five hour walk. And Leda, uh, or Tabitha is her name. Uh, she was a very kind person. She was a very loving person. She, it says that she helped the poor. She became ill and she died. And so some believers and friends of, of her, of Tabitha, they they heard or they knew that, that Peter was close. And I'm sure that they had heard of the miracles and, and you know, the death and the resurrection of, of Jesus. And so they, they uh, realized that one of his disciples is pretty close by. So they send two men, and, um, and Peter, uh, he gets with them, and he goes upstairs. He, he walks that distance, and he goes upstairs says, and he kneels and he prays, and he says, get up, Tabitha. 
And she, the scripture says that she opened her eyes and she sat up. I can imagine the rejoicing that was in that household and in that village. I can, it's amazing. So because Peter is now in Joppa, he decides to stay. Maybe he figured there's more work to do. He likes the people there. Maybe he wants to hang out with Tabitha. I don't know. But the Holy Spirit tells him to stay in, uh, in Joppa. And um, so he begins, and he, he begins, uh, he lives with Simon the Tanner. And while he's there, um, this happens. It's chapter 10 of Acts. At, at Caesarea, now Caesarea is about 35 miles north. It's on the coastline. It's north of Joppa. So um, there's this man at Caesarea. There was a man, and his name was Cornelius. He's a centurion in what was known as the Italian regiment. So centurion actually means he was in charge of 100 men. Centurion. He and all his family were devout and God-fearing, and he gave generously to those in need, and he prayed to God regularly. Well, one day at about three in the afternoon, he had a vision. He distinctly saw an angel of God who came to him and said, Cornelius. Cornelius stared at him in fear. What is it, Lord, he asked. And the angel answered, your prayers and gifts to the poor have come up as a memorial offering before God. You know, God sees. Now send men to Joppa and bring back a man named Simon who's called Peter. Maybe that's why he was supposed to hang in Joppa. He is staying with Simon the Tanner, whose house is by the sea. And when the angel who spoke to him had gone, Cornelius called two of his servants, a devout soldier and one of his attendants, and he told them everything that had happened, and he sent them to Joppa. Well, about noon the following day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up on the roof to pray. He became hungry, and he wanted something to eat, and while the meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw heaven open up, and something like a large sheet let uh, be being let down to earth by its four corners, and it contained all kinds of four-footed animals as well as reptiles on the earth and birds of the air. And then a voice told him, get up, Peter, kill and eat. (laughs) Surely not, Lord, Peter replied. I have never eaten anything impure or unclean. The voice spoke to him a second time. You know, we can be hard of hearing sometimes. Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. This happened three three times, and immediately the sheet was taken back to heaven. While Peter was wondering about the meaning of the vision, the men sent by Cornelius found out where Simon's house was, and he stopped at the gate. And they called out asking if Simon, who was known as Peter, was staying there, and while Peter was still thinking about the vision. The Spirit said to him, Simon, three men are looking for you, so get up and go downstairs. Do not hesitate to go with them, for I have sent them divine appointment. Peter went down and he said to the men, I'm the one that you're looking for. 
Why have you come? The men replied, We have come from Cornelius, the centurion. He is a righteous and God-fearing man who is respected by all the Jewish people. A holy angel told him to have you come to his house so that he could hear what you have to say. Peter doesn't like say. Then Peter invited the men into the house to be his guests. The next day, Peter started out with them, and some of the brothers from Joppa went along. So he kind of brings his, his clan to a few of those guys. And they, they, the following day, he arrived in Caesarea. Cornelius was expecting them and had called together his relatives and close friends. He's got a house full. As Peter entered the house, Cornelius met him and fell at his feet in reverence. But Peter made him get up. Stand up, he said. I am only a man myself. Well, thank goodness he realized that. Talking with him, Peter went inside and he found a large gathering of people. So not just a few. You know, Cornelius wants everyone to be in on this. And he said to them, you are well aware that it is against our law for a Jew to associate with a Gentile or visit him. Really? This is after the resurrection? But God has shown me that I should not call any man impure or unclean. So when I was sent for, I came without raising any objection. May I ask why you sent for me? Cornelius answered, four days ago, I was in my house praying at this hour at three in the afternoon, and suddenly a man in shining clothes stood before me and said, Cornelius, God has heard your prayer and remembered your gifts to the poor. Send a Joppa for Simon, who's called Peter, and he's a guest in the home of Simon the Tanner, who lives by the sea. So I sent for you immediately, and it was good of you to come. Now, we are all here in the presence of God to listen to everything the Lord has commanded you to tell us. Then, Peter began to speak. Listen, it didn't dawn on him till then. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts men from every nation who fear him and do what is right. You know the message that God sent to the people of Israel, telling the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is the Lord of all. And you know what happened through, throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, and how he went around and doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. We are witnesses of everything he did in the country and of the Jews in, in Jerusalem. They, they killed him by hanging him on a tree, but God raised him from the dead and on the third day caused him to be seen. He was not seen by all the people, but by witnesses whom God had already chosen. We know that it was a lot of people that ended up seeing him, over 500 but by the witnesses whom God had already chosen, by us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead, he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one whom God appointed as judge of the living and the dead. And all the prophets testify about him, and everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. And while Peter was still speaking, 
these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. The power of the gospel. The power of the gospel. The presence of God comes. The Holy Spirit comes in a powerful way. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even to the Gentiles. For they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. And and then Peter said, Can anyone keep these people from being baptized in water? They have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. So he suggested. He ordered that they be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And they asked Peter to stay with them for a few days. What a beautiful passage that shows the power of the Holy Spirit, that shows this divine intervention, that that shows that God's at work. And I just want to encourage you that God's at work. Be still and know that I'm God. And allow, uh, allow great things in your life. As Pastor Taylor comes up to share this fourth part of the Holy Spirit series that we're in, just allow the Holy Spirit to, to use you in, in, in the gifts that He's so graciously wants to give you. Lord, we, we do uh, pray and ask that we would be still and that we would love your presence and that we would cherish every moment with you. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would use us in a greater way. Help us to live a life, Father, that is passionate and sold out 100% towards your call in our life, Lord, the specific call you've given each of us. We thank you for it, Lord. For it's in your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for hanging out with us at Generation. You can connect with us on Facebook or Instagram at Generation Pensacola or go to the website at generationpensacola.com and from wherever you download your podcasts. If today's teaching impacted you, we'd love to hear about it. So please drop us a note.